0: All right, we are live. Welcome to what is going to be a bonus edition of Campus Life, um, uh, one of the two podcasts we have here at Campus Decanton. Canton. Um, as always, I am Austin. I am here with Colin, but for those that aren't watching this in the moment, I'm also here with Matt Bruning, with Felix Sharp, with Alfred Fernandez, and with Jarek Backus, and we are here to do the second part of our spring series here that we're doing our positional summits. And tonight we are focusing on the running backs on the college side of things. Um, we are doing a top 10 live here for everybody. And this goes, like I said, onto the podcast uh, for those that, that are listening uh, after the fact here, after the top 10, we are going to cut this off. We are going to go uh, to a uh, private link here on YouTube and we are going to continue on beyond our top 10 and that list is going to be just for the members at our website. So if you guys have not signed up over there yet and you want something beyond our top 10 here, feel free to go over there. A month subscription over theres two ninety nine. is $2.99, A year is $29.99. Um, so if you're just looking to get the running backs and then get out, sign up for a month, You know, look around, see what else we've got before you're on your way out. We, we do appreciate that. Um, but beyond that, I think we're just going to hop right into this, guys. Um, so I, am going to go ahead here to start things off and, um, well, how's everybody doing tonight? I mean, I've got all you guys on here. I'm just chatting without thinking about you guys. How's everybody doing?
1: I'm good. Um, you know, it was a super busy weekend this weekend coming to you guys live from the, uh, the new digs here. So yeah, this is, uh, this is the guest room. Um, so it's clearly not set up. I got a mattress back there an exercise bike over in this corner, a random shelf over there. So we're still working on it, but super busy weekend, but yeah, definitely excited to, uh, to hop on here and talk some ball. Finally.
2: Nice.
0: And Alfred, you were away for the weekend, right?
2: Oh, I am relaxed and refreshed. <laughs> you seem um, like it. <clears throat> I was off Twitter for most of the weekend. I hopped in and out, followed the tournament just a little bit, got my campus Canton hoodie that I've got. I'm wearing right now. Um, but yeah, I feel great. I'm, I'm definitely glad to be back in the swing of things today. Kind of uh, got on to one of my articles I've been trying to finish up. Got back on the clubhouse this afternoon for the Fantasy Football Commute. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be back in the swing of things, but definitely needed a, a little bit of a pause button. And it was really nice time with the wife, no kids, no dog silence. We really just sat there in silence actually is, is pretty much all it was. Okay, hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And, um, uh, Jarek,
0: you're joining us here tonight. You are not on the quarterbacks with us, but you have gotten, uh, the start on your running back rankings here. So you're, you're hopping in and, um, letting us roast you yep. here for an hour or so. Yep, dipping my toes into the roast, it looks like. <laughs> this might be his only appearance. We'll see. We'll be nice <laughs> yeah. to Jarek tonight <laughs> on the first time, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully um, I get a
3: second use out of this nice new mic. Oh, all
0: right. There we go. A maiden voyage. All right, so I, I am going to go ahead and just say our top 10 running backs off the bat. You know, we're not going to you know tease this out and string it along as we go. Um, <clears throat> our top 10, uh, uh, and should I go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10, guys? Is there, I mean...
2: 10 to 1. I kind of like 10 to 1,
0: actually. Yeah. I, I kind of did it too. Okay. So, our top 10. Uh, number 10 is Kendall Milton from Georgia. Uh, number nine, Jace McClellan from Alabama. Number eight, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. Seven is Zach Evans from TCU. Six, Travion Henderson from Ohio State. Five is Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. Four, Isaiah Spiller, Texas AM. Three, Tank Bigsby, Auburn. Two, Breeze Hall, Iowa State, and number one, Bijan Robinson from Texas. We are going to start the discussion with Bijan here tonight. And Colin, I'm going to kick to you first. Why is Bijan, in your opinion, uh, basically a unanimous RB1 here? We only have one person that does not have him ranked that way. And we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah. So Matt is, uh, yeah, Matt's the oddball there with that one. But you know, I mean, I think with Brees Hall, you know, he's been good. He's been showing it for two years, but I mean, man, what Bre- uh, what Bajan Robinson showed at the end of the year there when he finally started getting some carries. Uh, you know, he got he didn't get double digit carries until the Baylor game. Um, you know, he had you know fi- uh, fifty five yards in that one. Next game, thirteen carries. 59 yards, hit a couple of receptions there too. But then the West Virginia game, 12 carries, 113 yards, averaging 9.4 yards a carry. Um, then the, you know, the Iowa State game was a little bit down. But then K- Kansas State and Colorado, he finishes the year off with 172 yards on nine carries, 183 yards on ten carries. You know, 19.1 average yards per carry, 18.3. Um, top that off with 50 yards receiving and 37 yards receiving. Um, four touchdowns in the bowl game there against Colorado too. I mean, he just exploded at the end of the year where, when when he finally got the chance and then you got Sark coming in there. Um, you know, with that offense that he had at Alabama, you know, I think he's going to lean pretty heavily on Bijan. I mean, you know, there was, we talked a little bit about the article, uh, written on the athletic about how many different coaches were polled saying, I have no idea why we were not giving this guy the ball. You know, they were calling him Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but at like with 222 pounds, you know, so, I mean, this guy can catch the ball. This guy can run the ball. Like you saw at the end of the year and in Stark's offense, I think he's set to explode.
0: They had him returning kickoffs at the beginning of the year too, which I think is also telling at a school like Texas where, you know, you get a lot of really good athletes there. Um, Does anybody else have any thoughts on Bijan? Number one. I mean, I think at this point it's basically a foregone that that's consensus amongst not just us, but pretty much everybody. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean I'll just chime in here. Everything Colin said is right on point. And I think the thing for me is is Robinson at 220. I mean, if he's doing all that stuff looking that way, uh, as a freshman at 220, I mean he was listed on Rivals as six feet two hundred. He came in immediately was listed as two twenty. So he put on either someone was wrong in there or he put on 20 pounds in the offseason before his freshman season. I mean, you know, and and just that one, All you need. All you need to do. Go look at the one run against Kansas State. It is sensational. Cont, everything you want to see: contact balance, vision, speed, breaking tackles, angle breaking, long speed. It's everything there on one play, and he's the whole package to me.
0: Okay, with that in mind, then Matt, uh, come in, temper expectations a little bit. Tell us why. You know, with this, this will kind of just segue into Brees Hall as well. But why Why is Brees Hall one for you? And then conversely, why is Bijan number two?
4: Because uh, Brees Hall's done it for two years and produced better than what Bijan's done in four games. Well, I mean, how many games did he actually start last year? Was it four, five? And I understand that some of that was Texas probably not having the smartest coaching staff and, and not playing him. Uh, but they still didn't for some reason. There had to have been a reason behind it outside of him just being a freshman if he was this super talented and and this great overall player that's going to you know, blow all – I mean, he's the next Barry Sanders and Jim Brown from what I'm hearing from Colin and, and Alfred here. I mean, the dude's got no downside. Brees Hall has done it two years in a row on an offense that I think is fair to say is by far he's the best player on it. They know who they have to stop, and that's Brees Hall, and they still can't do it. The only thing Bijan has over Brees Hall is he's got the long speed. That's it. I'm taking the production of Brees Hall. I'm taking he's going to do it again this year. I said it on our Debbie debate episode. I think he's going to outscore Bijan on the college side this year, and then I get him in the NFL a year earlier than Bijan. So for me, in all honesty, that's my biggest reason on why I haven't ranked over that. When I'm doing that, I, I, I talk about all the time I do want to win the college side, but RBs, I just feel like their value is so much less than every other position on the field football field and in fantasy that I want my RBs in the NFL as quick as I can to help me on the NFL side as well. So I get Brees Hall for one year on the college side. Then I get him in the NFL. I know he's going to produce unless heaven forbid he suffers some kind of injury, but he, to me, I don't think there's really that much difference between him and Bijan Robinson.
0: Is it almost a 1A, 1B situation for you? Oh, he just, he just left. Uh, no, Sorry, left. <laughs> there's
4: like a literal like, tornado going on at my house right now. And then so, I don't know if there was someone knocking at the door or like the wind is blowing so hard it's knocking my door down. Yes, it is a 1A, 1B. I'm not going to argue Bijan being over Brees Hall. Like I said for me, the biggest separator for me and those two is knowing I get Brees Hall in the NFL next year. I mean, it's great having Bijan for, like you said, two years in the college. I know I know, I think all of you guys value winning on the college side just as much as I do as well, and there's a lot of people who don't. There's some people who completely punt college, could care less about it. We all value winning on the college side as well, so it's great having Bijan for two years. But again, for me, the way I look at my RBs, I want him in the NFL as quick as possible because I want that production on the NFL side.
0: Does anybody else have anything to add on Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson? I think those two. You know, I, if you look at pretty much any list, you're going to see those those guys probably one and two. So I don't, I don't think we just dropped any earth shattering. Not know, on my list. T- truths or <laughs> okay, okay, Felix. Um, <laughs> uh, why don't you? Well, are you? Is that? I don't even know who you have number one and number two. <laughs> oh, I got man, Jameer I got, Gibbs number two. You have Jameer Gibbs number two. six. All right, we, so without going into Jameer Gibbs, then why do you have Brees Hall at six,
5: Felix? It's the Big 12. I wonder whether or not Brees Hall is an elite athlete. That's the only thing I give a damn about at the running back position. Tight end, running back, you have to be athletic. You don't have to be, like, be an, an athlete at the wide receiver position. Brees Hall, through two years, has less production in a lower yard per carry average than Justice Hill through his first two years. Get out of here! I don't care about the production. I care about traits. I think he's a very good athlete. I also think that uh, Isaiah Spiller is a very good athlete. But he's a a a, a, a very good athlete at two hundred and twenty pounds, two hundred and twenty plus pounds. Um, Brees Hall is a very good athlete at two hundred and fifteen pounds. That's what he's listed at. We don't know what he'll weigh in at. That's my. You guys keep throwing this production thing. Well, where's where's Justice Hill right now? Justice Hill ran for like 1,100 yards his freshman year, and then ran for 1,400 yards his sophomore year. So, anybody excited about drafting Justice Hill right now?
2: No. Uh, he wasn't 215, though. I mean, two. I know you said Spillers doing it at 225, but Brees Hall, 215 is plenty big. I mean, Justice Hill is like barely 200. He's a satellite back. He's in my top 10, Alfred. I'm sorry. I mean, he's in my top 10. He's I'm just saying, 10. you asked me why are they different. 10 10 15 pounds is different. Justice Hill also had an elite trait. He had the elite speed.
5: You know, just as active in the passing game as Brees Hall. I'm just saying, like, don't I I understand he's been productive, but a lot of Big 12 backs have, and they haven't worked out. I don't know. I just don't know if he is um, you know, going to go run a 4-4 in the 40, you know, jump 38 inches and have a whatever-inch broad jump. That's what I want to see at that position, especially to be ranked um, in my top five.
4: Did Everyone I that I
5: have top- ranked ahead of... Go on. Sorry. I thought you were done. What did top you points. miss, Bruning? Go ahead. I was what saying, did, did you I miss? miss
4: when Texas get, got moved out of the Big 12? Did I miss that at some point? When did that happen? Because B. John Robinson's running against the exact same competition. So what is Big 12 have to do with He's
5: 220-plus pounds. I've said that already. He's 220-plus pounds. You're comparing
4: Brees Hall to Justice Hill, which you're right. Yeah, he, he, out, he did better YPA than him one year. In 2018, he had a point.
5: No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Through his first two years, Justice
4: Hill was more productive than Brees Hall. 1,400 yards? 1,400 yards and 67. Hold on. In two full seasons. That, or his, mm-hmm. his second season was 1,467. Yeah, for fifteen hundred yards. Somebody year. get a
5: calculator out for Matt Bruning and tell me what eleven 1, hundred forty-two <laughs> yards Justice Hill's first year was, and then fourteen
4: sixty-seven. Oh, I'm looking at year. the wrong years. I apologize. You're right. I'm looking Thank at the you. wrong years.
2: Justice Hill was- had a great college career, but in in college he was listed like one eighty-five. I mean, you can't even. That's thirty pounds. Like you, can't, yeah. He's listed at yeah. He's. He I mean, he's, he's
5: listed never at never be a guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you all want me to move him up three spots? No, I'm not,
4: I'm not saying that. About, <laughs> I like, I like I'm not you being going wrong. To. That's okay. Say, I, I don't really care. I'm not
2: going to. I think I, I agree I, generally with your premise. I agree with wanting an elite athlete at the running back position and all that. My 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 own, my own only beef is we can't compare him to, to Justice Hill. That's not a fair debate point. But everything else, sure, that's fine. You can have him at six. But don't, he's not Justice Hill. They're not even comparable.
3: They're very I, much out, add, I
5: would
2: like to hear Jarek
5: out of yeah, my
3: face. I, I do want to add from an like advanced stats perspective. You know, um, adjusted yards per team play. You know, stat created by Anthony Amico. It's just yards per team play, but reception yards count two times as much as as rushing yards. Two times as important. So Justice Hill didn't really touch Brees Hall in that metric. Um, Brees Hall um outproduced him in their freshman year but then justice hill was under two yards two adjusted yards per team play um in his sophomore year whereas breeze hall is almost at 2.5 so there's a a decent gap there between the two from what i'm seeing and then he fell off a cliff his third year
0: what's a good score there jarek like is
3: two you know like a threshold two well for sophomore year 1.5 1.5 is is the threshold you want to see. Okay. So Justice Hill was over the threshold, but <laughs> Brees Hall totally is above him, like blows him out there.
4: What's what's Bijan's and Brees Hall's? I'm just curious.
3: Bijan is tied with Brees Hall's freshman oh. year.
4: Imagine that. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's
2: Big Twelve, Matt. We can't even. We can't oh, even I know Big
4: Twelve. It. it doesn't matter. They all play a crappy competition. I'm just saying they're closer than. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. I don't want to get into. Is it. there a single
5: thing better. that Brees Hall is better at than than uh, Bijan Robinson? Like a, that, a single thing? You no, know,
0: that's a thing for me. I don't think there's. I can't think of a single thing that he does better. To be completely honest, he might have better. We haven't seen a full season out of Bijan. Like I, Brees Hall is really good at hitting that cutback lane. He really, really is. He's got good vision in that regard. His vision is amazing. I, I can't, I can't say that we know that for sure about Bijan yet. Um, You're right because he's played but, what,
4: four games. Four but, if games? Bij-
0: but if Bijan's the athletic, you know, specimen that we think he is, then I think vision matters a little bit less for him. Where Brees Hall probably has to be not perfect in that regard. You know, he's not like a crap athlete, but he has to be a lot better in those areas to succeed, in my opinion, than a Bijan Robinson probably does.
4: I disagree with that, but that's okay. I mean, I, I again, <laughs> you guys know how much I care about vision. And, and I think that is the key to a running back being successful. It's why I think Travis Etienne's, I shouldn't say fail. is not going to be as good as Javante Williams. And I don't even know who the top guy is anymore. So it's I'm so frustrated. Najee Harris, those two are going to be far better, in my opinion, than Travis Etienne because of their vision. If you're telling me that Bijan Robinson doesn't have great vision, now, again, you're right. He's only played in five, four or five games, whatever it was. So he's got time to improve. I'm not going to write in stone that the dude has no vision right now. But if that never improves, I'm sorry. Give me Brees Hall at the next level because vision matters. He's running into the ass of his offensive lineman on every play. That athleticism, don't do shit for him because he's not doing anything.
0: So, wait, are you alleging that that's what Bijan Robinson does? Because I I, I no, don't think we know whether Bijan. Like, think- oh, no,
4: I'm agreeing with you. Nothing's okay. written in stone. Nothing. Okay. He's played okay. five games. But in two years, what I've seen out of Brees Hall has been more productive than what I saw in five games out of Bijan. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, I think if we just go back and forth anymore on that, we're going to be beating a dead horse. So I'm going to drop, I'm dropping Brees
5: Hall in my rankings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time Matt talks about him for now, I'm it just draws one spot lower for a <laughs> Um All right. So uh, number three here, I I mean, I, I don't agree with this one as much. So I'm not, I'm going to probably stay out of this discussion, at least initially here. But uh, we have Tank Bigsby. Um, so I'm going to toss this one to Alfred first. Um, who just a peek behind the curtain for everybody, right. As we went on said, actually, I don't even know if I want to talk about tank Bigsby at number three. So we're going to get a very tempered analysis here from the guy that's supposed to be his hype man. But Alfred, why do you have tank third? Or I guess maybe why? As you sat down, were you like maybe I don't want him third?
2: Yeah, you know, and I I did this with the quarterbacks um, when we had the discussion. I realized there was a couple of guys I definitely needed to shuffle around, and probably going to happen after the running backs as well. You know, everyone makes good points. I'm I got to be water, right? Got to be fluid. Um, but you know, I think the top two guys is are a tier of their own, and then you have a, a gap, and then you have these next three. In my opinion, are about fairly interchangeable. You know, I put tank there um i don't know i he's he's really really good he's 205 pounds which is great i would like to see him put on maybe 10 pounds so we can get up to this magical 215 Brees hall weight that we can all see but um i mean he looked excellent as a true freshman in the sec I think he appears to me to be a little more explosive than the other guy that I would maybe put up there, which is uh, Isaiah Spiller. I think that's, that's the argument. Do I want Spiller up there? Do I want um, Bigsby at number three? And I like Spiller's size. He's definitely got the requisite you know, three-down-back size in the NFL, but I think Bigsby's a little more explosive. And so I just, you know, hoping he's going to get up to a little bit of a bigger frame by the time it's uh, NFL time for him. Um, Shows plenty in the receiving game. Of course, so does Spiller as well. But I mean, if you can catch 11 passes from Bo Nix, you're probably an elite receiver because I mean, you just like if you can catch anything from Bo Nix, you know, that's worth like two receptions from any other quarterback. So um, I had to trash Bo Nix given the opportunity to talk about Auburn. But yeah, I just think Bigsby seems that his ceiling is higher than Isaiah Spiller at this time for me. And that's why I gave him the bump. But I certainly there's an argument for Spiller, who's bigger, has done it twice, looked better in his second year as well. And so, um, you know, he improved. But if Bigsby improves, then he'll he'll be back on top. So that's why I have him at three. Does anybody else have anything to add on?
0: I'm there's a new coaching staff coming in, which I think is something that you have to at least think about. You know, with him, I think he's the only one of these um, top guys. Like we we assume that Bijan gets a bump with Sark, with Harson. Have you guys done any digging? Like, are you sure that that's a bump for uh, Tank, or what are we thinking?
2: I haven't done any research as to like exactly what kind of offense Harson runs, but I mean, to me, if you're if you If you put out that depth chart and you're looking at all these players, I mean, you say the only way to win is to give Tank Bigsby the ball as much as possible. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. So I can't imagine they'd be too get away from that. But I mean, coaches have surprised me before. So I threw that question
0: out there already knowing the answer. Because for the prep for the show, I did go look and see exactly what Harson's offenses have been like. Uh, He had a year that I didn't look at before... um, uh, Boise at Arkansas state. I believe I I did not look at that year, admittedly. Um, and he was at Texas. He was a co-offensive coordinator or something. I I honestly don't really know what that's all about. So I took the years where I think he at least had his thumb, you know, on the game plan, probably week in week out. That was 2014 to 2020, um, at at Boise state. And I just went through and looked at his touches that he gave his RB one versus RB two. Now, granted, for the size of a school that Boise is, you know, I know that they're generally competitive as a G five school, but for the size of school, they, they are, they had a, from 2014, Their starting running backs were J H I E. Um, uh, McNichols, um, uh, what's Jeremy, his first name? Jeremy McNichols, Alexander Madison, and George Halani. That's a pretty darn good group of G five backs, you know, back to back to back to back. So he's done a good job either, you know, identifying or developing these guys or whatever, but his RB one, in succession, has gotten 28 touches per game, 22 touches per game, 27 touches per game, 17 touches per game, 25, 16, and 18. His RB2 has gotten less than half of his RB1 touches virtually every single year. So I have to think if you're looking at it from a college production standpoint, that has to make you very happy because it sounds like Tank Bigsby getting a whole lot of touches next year.
2: Dude, I thought you were going to come in and be like, he doesn't run the ball because uh, you, you really teed that up like, oh, well, let me throw some cold water on this. But you just you just uh, you just dropped a bomb. That's awesome news. And I don't know what, you know, like you said,
0: Bo Nix's passing ability is questionable, but he had some some running backs catch like 50 balls in a year. You know, they, they were getting significant touches in that area as well. So I think you can expect the same from Bigsby. Again, you know, you don't you never exactly know how the, that things are going to translate from uh, one school to the next. But um, that was encouraging to me because I am I am a little lower on Bigsby. I have him as five overall um,
1: below Spiller and Gibbs. Yeah, I was just going to say you're the you're the low man on uh, on Bigsby. You and, and Jarek both have him at five. Is there does this change anything to you for you now that you're looking into a little bit more? Are you potentially moving him up? I mean, I know he's five, so he doesn't have a whole lot of room to move up, but.
0: The real debate for me is gonna be, and I'll let Jarek hop in here in a second and and let us know why he has him lower as well. But the big the big thing for me is I I like Bigsby and I think there are flashes there. I don't think he has he has put it all together yet. And I think that so I, I wonder, you know, if he doesn't put it all together, how much is he worth it once he gets to an age where he has to enter the draft? I think Jameer Gibbs, even if he never develops more than what he is, he is a really good pass catching back in the NFL. And I think Spiller has already shown through two years that he has an all-around skill set. That, barring injury, I don't. I I see him being like at minimum an RB two in the NFL for at least a couple of years. Um, so I, I just need to see another a couple games out of Bigsby, and I need to see him just be more consistent in general. Um, you know, with his vision, with his you know, he's physical. I don't question that. Um, and I don't necessarily question the hands. I, I just need to see the package come together.
3: Uh, personally, Jarek, what are, what are your thoughts? That's pretty similar here. For the the reason that I I have him at five is is because Gibbs and Spiller really have that receiving upside that I haven't seen in Bigsby yet, and I really really like the receiving upside for for the NFL. So that's really the reason why he's at five for me.
1: I mean Austin you also talk about you know returning kicks be as a running back being impressive I mean Bigsby returned kicks at the beginning of the year uh, until he kind of started to take over a little bit more um, so I think that's something that shows you know a versatility to his game there as well and then he didn't really have very many catches all year but that one game against Georgia he did have he had seven catches for 68 yards so well, they didn't use him a ton. I think that there's some glimpses there of some dynamism, you know, being more than just kind of a grinder. And I think there's a little bit of some glimpses of him being able to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. And, you know, the stats that you were just throwing out about Harson, um, you know, that makes me feel a lot better about my ranking with Bigsby over Gibbs because that is, that was really close for me. Um, but I think I'm leaning a little bit more Bigsby there after after everything we've been saying here.
2: Man, that's a that's a really good point. I just went and looked at his game log. He had 7 receptions for against Georgia and 4 against Arkansas. That was all 11 for the entire season in two games back to back. So, something about that's very odd. You know, I don't know. He obviously can catch the ball, you know, and be a featured part of a passing game. I don't know why the rest of the season. I think um I think Shivers got healthy, you know, and maybe they liked him as more of kind of a satellite back or something like that, but We'll see this year. I, I think he's got it in him for sure. I think that, that was part of his scouting report. I think coming out of high school too, is that he was a decent receiver.
0: You know, this is not an advanced stat by any stretch of the imagination, but when I look at some of these guys, just, you know, I have, I can, I have five minutes. I can quickly look through some of these guys and just see what's going on. I look at yards per reception. Cause I do think that's telling, you know, it, it uh, the offense that you're in can shape that a little bit, but I think it shows usage more than offense. And, um, you know, Bigsby is by far the worst of the, of, of B. John, Gibbs and him in, in the yards per reception category. Um, he gets, he honestly, he gets put to shame in that regard. If the other guys, you know, the average, the other guys are averaging close or better than him in yards per carry, and he's averaging fewer yards per reception, maybe not quite as dynamic in space, maybe not as comfortable catching the, the ball. I don't know. That's why I said, I, I need to see a little bit more out of him uh, before I'm ready to put him in that same category.
1: Yeah, I, the only pushback I would give there is just the sample size. Um, I mean, in in the game against Georgia, he had nine point seven yards per uh, reception, uh, which is I mean that's good. That that's like on par with um, Brees uh, Hall's career average, you know. So it's it's one game, but you know, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think you can dock him too much for that. Um, just based on the sample size, because he averaged 7.6 yards per uh, catch on 11 catches. So, I mean, yes, he's definitely below Gibbs, definitely below Bajon. Um, Like I said, the, you know, the one game puts him on par with Brees Hall. Um, but then even if you act, factor in all 11 catches, he's not that far behind Isaiah Spiller either. Um, so, you know, I think, and then he's, you know, uh, like I said, small sample size. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of that this year with Parsons' offense.
0: All right, let's move in since we've been talking about Spiller so much here in conjunction with Gibbs. And Jarek, you have Spiller. Cool. Colin, Jarek, and I, we all have Spiller third. Um, but Colin and I talk all the time, so let's toss this to Jarek. Let him get a word in edgewise here. Jarek, why is Spiller your number three back over you know a guy like Tank Bigsby over Jameer Gibbs?
3: Yeah. Well, Spiller has that prototypical 6'1", 225 size. It's really nice. And and doing all that while having a, a really good receiving upside um, is very promising. Um, his adjusted yards per team play has been above the, the top 24 NFL players average each year, um, only behind... Brees Hall as a sophomore of these top ten, <laughs> which is why he's behind Brees Hall. That um,
4: name keeps coming up like he's good or something.
3: <laughs> and uh and his reception yard market share is only behind Kyron really Kyron Williams in in sophomore year, ahead of Brees Hall. Um but but yeah, so kind of all this mixture of his these advanced stats, um, his his receiving upside is, is what puts him ahead of, you know, Tank Bigsby for me. And I think he is a little bit better rusher from what I've I've seen so far than than Jameer Gibbs is, which is kind of why he's above him for me too.
0: I think that's all fair. Um Colin, do you wanna hop in?
1: Cause you have him I have him at three as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I like Spiller a lot, uh, you know, for all of the reasons that Jarek touched on there as well. His receiving prowess out of the backfield, Um, you know, 29 catches as a rookie, 20 catches as as a sophomore year, only through 10 games. Um, So you know, averaging two catches a game this past year. But you know, so so you like to see that that checks a box. But that also happened with um, you know Anaya Smith back there too who they kind of use is like all over the field. So they use him in the backfield. Some they throw to him out of the backfield too. So he has another dynamic playmaker there that kind of siphons off some of the receiving work from him. So I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, the numbers not being, not being super high. I mean, 20 catches is kind of like a threshold that you kind of look for. I think that was what um, Kyle Francis was saying on your, uh, on the Debbie debate the other day, right? He looks for like a 20 catch season think you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that's like a threshold. That's a good threshold that he hits, but you know, so I'm not worried about uh, the, the not being more, not having more receptions there. But the one thing I, I will say, I am a little bit worried about moving into this next year is the competition that he's going to have, um, you know, with, with Smith there, like I said, and then, you know, you had a chain who popped off in the uh, orange bowl and they bring in LJ Smith as well. So I, well, I don't think that Spiller's necessarily going to have as as great of a year as he did this past year, you know, 1,000 yards over 10 games, um, you know, over 100 yards average per game. I don't know if he's going to hit that this year. But I that doesn't change the fact that I still think he's a, a very good runner. He improved a lot from a freshman year to sophomore year, um, just, just technically. Um, and he always had that athleticism too. So that was never really a worry. So I think as long as he doesn't, you know, as long as you don't see him fall backwards from a technical standpoint, as long as he doesn't, you know, as long as he maintains the vision that, he, that you saw this year, some of the patients that you saw this year, too. I'm not worried about his production from this year. Um, I'm looking more at him for a for him moving on to the next step.
5: I actually like the fact that the backfield is crowded there now in uh, at Texas A and M the same way Georgia does. Georgia always has you know a loaded backfield. DeAndre Swift was never a you know twenty five touch a game guy at Georgia. Neither was Sony Michelle. Neither was um, oh who's the other running back that I'm Chuck thinking of? Chubb. Yeah, you know, right. Neither was Chubb. and it preserves. You know there are legs for the NFL, so I don't have a problem that he's going to be splitting time with Achain and L.J. Johnson, and um, I, I that is a that's a plus for me. You know, because you got these other you got other uh, Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby might be out of gas by the time he gets to the NFL, and I think that that's been proven to be untrue. But we saw how slowly Jonathan Taylor started the season last year with the Colts, and I mean he got the ball just you know all the time in wisconsin and I, so anyway the, the point being i think that it's actually a plus that he's going to split time with with other talented players in uh where is texas a&m located I always like to say the location college
1: the, station college, college
4: station, station yeah, texas. i don't
1: college
4: know where station.
2: that
1: is but yeah
4: <laughs> it's like an hour and a half from baylor middle of nowhere Where's Baylor? Actually, it's
0: really beautiful. You're kind of Just like snowball these <laughs> until we have one. Like uh, All
4: right, where is it in
1: probably. relation to Dallas?
4: Dallas, it's like a two uh, from Dallas. It's like a probably three and a half four hour drive.
1: Okay, because I, I know I know where Dallas is. Toward Houston, you're going I know toward where, Houston. I, was saying, I know Antioch, where Dallas is. I know where Houston is. and I know where Austin is, and that's okay. about it.
4: You're driving to almost to Austin, pretty much. You're on your way we, to Austin.
5: You should just do the rest of the show. Just ask how far things are. For <laughs> in,
4: in Texas <laughs> Texas is a big That's state. It's not going to be good content. <clears throat> He's very surprised by how big Texas is. Come this to is the, the, the
1: rankings. Stay for Matt's directions. This is uh, the information we'll you can there. only get here at campus
0: Yes. Yes. Um, so okay, I think we kind of touched on the backfield there and then you know because we had just for a reference everybody we have LJ Johnson as our rB eighteen collectively it looks like right now and Achain at rB thirty four. so when we say loaded backfield, they are
4: legitimate players Matt. can I ask one question on um yeah. on spiller because I, I mean I, I like spiller too I have my four I think so it's not that I don't like him. are any of you worried that he reverts back to what we saw his freshman year because I think we it's all fair we all, Think it's fair to say he improved immensely coming into that sophomore year, right? Like, we had questions about him, or at least I did. I had questions about his game. He answered a lot of those his sophomore year. If he reverts back to what we saw his freshman year, does he fall down the rankings at all for any of you?
5: It's not going to happen. He's working with the footwork king.
3: It's
4: not going to happen. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, serious, it's not going to happen.
1: I will say he another thing agile. He looked Damn. more,
5: you know, more bursty. Um, quite frankly, in that, in that, uh, brown and, and white, He kind of look like Adrian, especially with 28, Looked look like Adrian Peterson at times. So no,
2: I'm not worried about him reverting back to his, uh, to his, uh, I mean, yeah, year. basically if the burst stays and that doesn't seem like something that would come and go necessarily, that was what I, I thought was a little bit different, just a little more explosive, a little more bursty than his, than his freshman year, which was a good improvement from, I mean, whatever training he did. Um so I think that he's probably, but to answer your question, if he did go backwards and look more like the freshman, yeah, that would be
4: a big problem for me. So to recap the first 30 minutes of the show, B. John Robinson, according to Felix is a mixture of Jim Brown and Barry Sanders and Isaiah Spiller's is Adrian Peterson, Brees Hall's Justice Hill. There's your show tag guys. <laughs>
0: And if you take Mertz and and one of these guys Mane next Manny year in the draft, you're getting eight
4: million. Peter Peterson,
2: let's go. That's a low blow. Don't bring Mertz into this. Oh, no, it's
5: not a low blow. I can defend myself. Listen, watch what happens with Wisconsin <laughs> this year. I've said, Watch. Just watch. Just watch. They didn't add anything to that receiver core to make you think things are going to change. But just watch anyway.
1: I will say, just my last touch on on Spiller. The one of the things that concerns me a little bit is how uh dynamic that are how uh like good that offensive line was and how many pieces they lost um they did lose i think what four of the five starters from that line last year uh i think they're starting you know a couple sophomores Uh, i think they have a a redshirt freshman that they're going to start so uh that line is probably going to take a step back so that does worry me a little bit
0: they always they got those big boys down in texas i'm not that worried about it you know just go out into the farmland and, and get a couple of these, these kids, you know, from all over the place and it's, bring them.
4: The farmland's yeah. about 15 minutes from the campus. So there we They're go. Even
0: better, <laughs> even better. You can, they, they walk out, you know, that's like Jimbo's lunch break. He just walks off campus and just sees what he can find. Uh, yeah. Close to close to there. All right. So we've, we've talked about Jameer Gibbs here a lot. Um, Felix, you have Gibbs at two. You're the highest on him.
5: So I just want to hear your thoughts a little. bit. I was going to say, like, I did not get to. I did not get a chance to talk about Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, Jameer Gibbs caught 24 balls last year in seven games. Um, this this is a guy who could legitimately catch 80 balls and threaten a thousand yards in the NFL, it, and it's because of how he is used in the passing game. He is used right now. He is used the way Aaron Jones is used in the passing game at Green Bay. This is this is just objective. I posted a video of him running the same damn routes as Aaron Jones in the NFL with with the Green Bay Packers. Wheels out of the backfield. Yeah. Drags from the slot at the wide receiver position. Being used vert I mean arrow routes out of the back. This he he is so slippery of a player and he is so good. He averaged uh t- 12 yards a, a reception. I don't think that there's a I'm looking at Cal's spring game. I don't think that there was a receiver last year that averaged 12 yards of reception uh for for Cal last year. Um and 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 Georgia Tech is wasn't that dynamic of an offense. I just think that his ceiling is really really high given how he can I mean he can he could be used the way Christian McCaffrey is used and just be a dominant part of your passing game and I'm not talking about like screens and check downs. Let's get the ball. Let's let's Isolate linebackers and attack them vertically, and see what they can do in coverage. They can't do a lot, and I think that you get Jameer Gibbs with the right offensive coordinator, and I mean he could be Jamal. Here, burning. This is for you. He could be Jamal (laughs) Charles. He could be Aaron Jones. He could be those guys. He could catch eighty balls in the NFL. Hmm.
3: Felix, I'm so happy you brought up Aaron Jones for Jameer Gibbs um, because. Looking at the reception yards market share, um, Aaron Jones' best year in college was 15% of the team's reception yards. That's almost exactly what Jameer Gibbs had in his freshman year. Um, some other notable over-15 reception yard market share would be Christian McCaffrey at 22 his sophomore year, and then back to 15 his junior year, and then Saquon, Saquon Barkley at about 16, 16 and a half in his junior year um so it's looking good for his his receiving ability see i'm not
5: even smart and jarek agrees with me see <laughs> i mean well, i'm glad you admitted the first the, part that that's the clip that's the clip just,
0: i'm <laughs> so, not even smart
4: <laughs> i just have i have one question and I, I feel like this is going to sound like a really dumb question but i have to ask it the running back can't throw the ball to themselves, right uh, By your look, Felix, I assume that means I'm correct. I don't know. Mariota did it a couple years ago in the playoffs. You're really (laughs) counting a lot on Alfred's boy, Jeff Sims, to come through for Jameer Gibbs by having him that high. You mean the second quarterback that he had this year where he caught 24 balls?
5: I mean, yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly, yes. (laughs) I'm talking
0: about that quarterback, yes. I I think Sims' limitations play perfectly into his hands you know, I, I really, really do. I, cause I don't think Sims is going to consistently be a guy that can work the ball downfield or, you know, anything that takes longer than, you know, really either out of, you know, out of the um, structure of the offense or a quick 3 step drop and hit. Like, I don't think Sims is the kind of guy that you went back there letting long, you know, developing routes and stuff going on. Like, I don't think, I don't necessarily know if he's capable of doing that on a consistent basis. I think, you know, hitting the running back is a, that that, that's it. That's, that's his set. It hit the running back.
5: What's absolutely scary is that out of all of these players, especially ranked in the top five, six, seven ish. I don't think, I think we've seen all of their ceilings. I don't think that we've seen Jameer Gibbs ceiling. And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a crazy thought to think that we haven't seen as good as he was as a freshman. I don't think that we've seen his ceiling.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I think, he, he, I just he scared me a little bit. I guess sitting right there at two hundred pounds, but I, I probably shouldn't have been too worried about that. I mean, Jones is doing it. Chris McCaffrey's doing it. Jamal Charles did it. It it exists that you can get sub two ten and be awesome, but uh, at the NFL level. But that was just bumped him down a touch. But I mean, Felix got me really excited because he is dynamic. I mean, you watch him like he he's got it. I mean, he's got it. Just just watching him you know, play on, on Saturdays for Georgia tech. So I could definitely get on board with him as high as three, maybe. Cause this whole, this whole puddle of three guys is is all very, very good. Yeah. 200 as a freshman is not bad.
0: You know, we just sat here for five months and we're like, well, if Kenny Gainwell could get to 201, (laughs) we're really happy about him. And like, I, you know, I think Gibbs is that level of an athlete. He's already that size. Yeah. I think he can get a little bit bigger. And
2: he's so smooth and and just, silky butter you know when he has the ball in his hands he's just so smooth
0: yeah um so i think you know we talk about this the top five is pretty set in most places you know you can put them in whatever order within that or you know however what you want to break that up but those five are, are pretty much there and number six we we are pushing hard for this i actually don't know how many other places quite have travion henderson quite this high but, you know, incoming freshman has not played it down yet. He, got, he was the top-rated running back in this class going to Ohio State. What we assume is a pretty wide-open backfield. So are we placing him too high when he has not
1: done anything yet? I think there's definitely that's definitely a fair question. Um, you know, it's, it's always risky to, to put a freshman running back right out of high school – You know, that high in your rankings. But with Travion Henderson, I mean, I will say I think he is far and away the best running back in this class. I like a couple of the other guys. Um, Like I like Will Shipley. I like LJ Johnson. um, You know, Kamaro Edmonds, Travion Cooley. Yeah, we mentioned some other guys there too. I like those guys, but I, I don't even think they're close to Travion Henderson. I mean, he is so dynamic with the ball in his hands i mean 24 7 sports comps him to christian mccaffrey you know that's the level of athlete that he is and you know he was extremely productive in high school you see a ton of you see a lot of opportunity for him catching the ball out of the backfield it's not something you see a lot of in high school you know a lot of high school offenses kind of just hand the ball off but he he has some catches there I think he's very instinctive, very good feel for the game. I mean, his patience and vision for a a freshman is just it's next level. Um, You know, I think that he is just the type of guy that gets onto a team like Ohio state in a situation where they don't really have a set guy in front of him. And he's just going to dominate for three years. I think he's going to be Zeke level production for three years. So I, I, while it is high for him, I I think I don't think this is going to look that bad in in a year.
4: You guys are forgetting the V, by the way, and it's very disrespectful. Both
0: I edited that out of an article that you wrote the other day, by the way,
4: <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it will be put back in. I, I took V out right now. I was like, nope. <laughs> um, no, I agree with Colin. I think the one thing a lot of people may not know or may overlook with him is we're talking about how good he looks right now, right? And obviously, you have to vary that somewhat in the high school competition that he played, not necessarily the best competition. I made a joke about it. I think on, I don't even know we, as Felix, I believe said one, recently on a podcast, we record so much podcasts. I don't really remember where I said some of this stuff, but he, you could watch his highlight reel on huddle for like 10 minutes before you actually see him get tackled like that. That's, and and I don't know how much of that is him, how much of that is the competition. The one thing I will say is, he did not fully start being a running back for his high school team until his junior season. He played defensive back and wide receiver as a freshman and sophomore. So to see that talent out of him already and see how good he is and he's not even full head was not fully committed to that position. Uh, I think is huge. I will say again, just trust me when I tell you this. Master Teague is going to be the starter. I, yeah. I don't agree with it. Master Teague is going to be the starter this year.
1: Starter in name, maybe, but I he's think gonna it's know, gonna be hard. He's
4: gonna get the touches, it's, yeah. it's, it's gonna hard. Touches.
1: It's gonna be hard to keep Travion Henderson off of the field. I think
4: I don't disagree with you. The first <laughs> couple games, I promise you, Master Teague is gonna out carry Henderson if it even if it's just the first two games, he's gonna outcarry him.
0: Well, didn't you see that picture of Master Teague
2: like doing a push up or something the other day? I did. <laughs> he's <laughs> look, he's looking large and in charge, you know. Fuzzy? Uh, let me let me throw in here. I don't I haven't heard this said yet, but um a campus to Canton exclusive. I just went on the Ohio State website because Henderson's an early enrollee, right? So he's already gotten he's already- there, he's waiting. He's pulling a Bijan situation where he's already listed at 511, 210, which is 15 pounds up from his 24 7 weight. And so I mean that's huge to me, like right off the bat, whereas Bijan was listed at 200 and went to 220. If he's 210, there should be no problem for him to get as much usage as we really want. I I hear you. I mean, coaches do this kind of crap all the time where Master Teague may be, you know, what it would be, S-I-N-O, a Sino, starter and name only, something (laughs) like that. Um but uh, anyway, I just I was pretty interested for the early enrollees. We can get a good glimpse right away at their listed weight on the team website. And that's pretty nice to see him 15 pounds up from the 24-7 weight. Everything else you said is on point. I just wanted to add that. I, w- I
5: wanted to look this up before I I wanted to verify before I said it. So like Derrick Henry's high school stats are stuff of legend. He he ran <laughs> for like 4,000. He ran for 4,000 yards uh, his his senior year. Um, but he ran for 2,000 yards every single season uh, that he played. Trevion Henderson didn't play this past season because of COVID. Um, his last season, he, he uh, ran for about 2,500 yards on 198 carries. All right. Derek Henry, his freshman year, also his, his freshman year in high school, he ran for uh, 2,500 yards on 313 carries. Travion Henderson's averaging 12 yards a carry. Derrick Henry's sophomore year, he ran for um, 2,800 yards, essentially, on 313 carries again. We're talking about a kid who had 100 less carries and is putting up similar statistics, and then we didn't get to see what he would have done as a senior. And I believe that he's an elite athlete, so I think I have him four above Brees Hall. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i mean uh, i would add to like sorry to cut you off but you're good someone mentioned that it's what six minutes into his tape before you see him get tackled i mean 10. i i so wrote right i i wrote i think or or in my podcast when i was talking about the incoming freshman running backs like i don't know what his power is like as a runner because he literally never needs to use any ounce of power because people can't touch him like that he just, he's so shifty and he just goes and does all these little stutter steps, and he's just always bouncing around. Nobody can get a hand on him. So I said, it's an incomplete grade. I don't know what to say about his power because literally no one touches the guy in his, in his highlight tape. And
4: it's just remarkable. You want to know what his power is? Go check out my article on him on the campus to Canton website where he levels a quarterback playing defensive back. That's I mean, his
5: power. It okay. Uh, I mean, it was, it was fine. I like you blow it your fine. ACO out trying to make that no. tackle. <laughs> no, I, I, damn, what was I going to say? Um, I've, I totally lost my train of thought. I'll think of. I'll, I'll tag in here for a
0: sec. So I, I, I've been kind of saying this line as, as we've talked about Travion in this spot all off season, i uh, Felix. Just remember it. So I'll keep this short. <laughs>
5: I, I do. I'll oh, go ahead, Austin.
0: So we, we, I, I've been saying, you know, the only thing that suppressed Bijan's value last year was the fact that he hadn't touched the football field in college, right? Like, I think everybody agreed that he looked really good and was going to a program where, you know, backfield similar to this one, you know, you had Keonta Ingram there, who's like whatever. And I think we can all agree that Master Teague is just kind of whatever there in the Ohio State backfield. Are we overcorrecting now on Travion, thinking that we learned our lesson last year? That's like because I think, you know, I don't think we are, but I think it's possible that maybe we're bumping him a little too high. Because I think I saw Bijan was going like fourth round in last year's startups, fifth rounds, and Travion's going mid second uh, this year. So that's, you know, a big step up for a guy that I don't think is necessarily a better prospect coming out of high school than Bijan Robinson was. I
5: think, I think we're think scouting the player. I think we're scouting the player. And for a player like Travion Henderson, if you had to choose between, Touting the guy who hasn't this just we're talking about him. We're not talking about Donovan Edwards. We're not talking about L.J. Johnson. We're talking about Travion. If you had to choose between uh, default, uh, erring on the side of touting him or fading him as a freshman, I'm going to choose to tout him just because of what I see on the film and the type of player that I could be. I'd rather I would rather be too early on him than too late. All
4: right. But- I do think – that real quick, the the other reason I think he's going so high is everybody is is assuming I think he's going to be the starter for the Ohio State, and I think that's boosting his value. With the skill set that he has – with the skill set that he has, roll your eyes – the skill set that he has (laughs) and and everybody thinking Master T is not going to be good, I think that that is another reason why his value is as high as it is.
1: Well, and I will say one thing. The reason I have him at six is I think that top five, like we said, it's pretty set. And then after that, it's pretty murky. Like, I don't feel that great about the guys after that. And I mean, we'll get into them here in a minute or two, you know, but i you know, there's, there's definitely holes in all of their games after the top five. So that's why I slot him at six because yeah, they're, you know, our biggest question mark is he hasn't hit a field yet, but you know, he's checking every box that, that you like to see so far as an incoming okay. freshman. And I think he has a really high ceiling. Now we're pricing him pretty close to that, but like I said, there's just there's enough holes in the guys below him that I don't have a problem slotting him in right there at six.
2: Yeah, I no, think, think that's the- exactly what it is for me too. You know, he's got the highest ceiling, and we're talking about, I mean, whether it's C two C or Devi, where you don't need to worry about the college production side only to the extent that you're not getting points for it, but you still want college production because that is what leads to NFL production. But I just think you've got to shoot for the upside. And, you know, there's a tier break right here at number six after the top big five. And then you've got Kyron Williams and some other guys. And this is the guy who has the upside that's just next level, especially showing up at already NFL back size. Uh, So he's got what you want. And so you're just taking a swing on the upside. And I don't think it's overcorrecting. I Actually, I don't. Because um, that's what you want in Debbie or C2C. I mean, that's what you want. You want the guy that goes from, you know, whatever to the untouchable piece like Bijan did last year. And he was a better value, Austin, like you said. I mean, he was he was not going in the second round. Right? Henderson's going, I think, in the second round of a lot of our C2Cs. Uh, but he can be the 101 by next year or the one Oh two behind like Robinson or something like that.
0: So let's, I'm going to just jump right off that thought into the next little uh, bit that we have here. Um, You said, you know, some of the guys behind him here, like Kyron Williams, I, I have, so we have Zach Evans, seven and Kyron Williams, eight, but I'm grouping them together here as a statement, because it's really funny. If you look at our rankings, like all of us, all of us have Zach Evans at eight, except for Alfred who has him at seven. But Alfred just is tanking Kyron Williams rating here. Like relatively speaking, you have Kyron Williams at 10. So, so Evans actually ends up above Kyron. So just tell me a little bit what you see in those two guys that that you have them situated this way.
2: Uh, I like both players. Um, Kyron Williams just looks a little slighter in frame. Um and I'm a, I'm a little bit worried. I know that they're both about the same size right now, but Zach Evans just finished his freshman year, whereas Kyron Williams just finished his sophomore year. Um, but I really like what I saw from Kyron Williams. I mean, I played him tons in DFS last year. He was always underpriced. He was getting the bell cow workload for Notre Dame, kind of came out of nowhere, I think, uh, after a redshirt freshman season. So he's not a sophomore, I guess, It's but he finished his second season is what it is. Um, i just i guess it's it's again similar argument with with uh henderson where it's i see the upside for evans if everything goes exactly according to plan and evans has legit long speed i mean he had two or three runs 80 plus yards for texas or for tcu and Kyron williams is a very good player he's shifty he's real smooth he's good receiver but uh i think zach evans has like ridiculous upside if everything comes together for him so that's why he's ahead but is your question more why the heck is um uh why the heck is he so is my other guy so low why the heck is Williams so low
0: yeah i mean and you know that i figured it was just kind of a segue because you're the one that's really shifting these two rankings in reality you know from the rest of us
2: yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just his weight bothers me. He's 195. He just finished his second year. I think that's really what it is. I mean, I just, I have trouble really seeing an NFL, you know, feature back upside if he's going to barely top out. I mean, let's add another eight pounds and he's going to get to 203. I and mean, we you're talking about Daryl Henderson level stuff. That's so. fair.
0: I mean, he's shifting over from wide receiver too though. So, you know, I think that's a consideration I be like that... beat
2: the drum on weight but i think it's silly to ignore it i mean that is a big deal and it's it's not necessarily a big deal like they cannot do it but the problem is nfl coaches are not going to draft a guy who's 202 you know with them with a mind to give him workload like that we want to see so it's 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 perception it's reality it's it's all the above
0: that's fair. Does anybody else have any thoughts on either of these two guys? Because I, I mean, I have Kyron higher. I just think he's um, you know a really good pass catcher. I think he's really tough for his size, um, and I think we have yet to see Zach Evans fully unleashed. Um, so I, I can see the argument either way there. Um, Jarek, you haven't you haven't been you've been quiet over there <laughs> in the corner. I, I am, uh, and you're thinking something up
3: here. Let's let's hear what you've got. Well, it's kind of to echo Alfred's sentiment here. It's it's like um, looking at upside once once we get past those first five players it's really all about upside and and karen williams coming from that from notre dame and being a smaller running back um i think that agree that that could could negatively impact his draft capital maybe not his actual ability to play in the nfl um if he gets a chance um like to be a bell cow he might be able to make it, but I think it'll impact what the coaches think of him and where he gets drafted. Um, so, so for that reason, I, I have Zach Evans uh, ahead of him too, because, because I think he has higher upside.
0: Um, does anybody on Zach Evans just, I, it doesn't bother me at all at this point. Um, does anybody have any concerns about how his recruiting went down? Is or is that completely out the window for all of us now? Cause I do hear people still talk about that from time to time
1: it's not completely out the window for me. It's in like the back of my mind. It's like, it's kind of like the situations where we talked about before, like with JK Dobbins, where he had a great freshman year down sophomore year, great junior year. You don't want to completely discount that sophomore year in this situation, but you don't want to completely discount, um, you know, the, the recruiting process there for Zach Evans and kind of how that went. But at this point, I'm willing to mostly forget about it. Now, it is something that if something, you know, pops up here, if you start to hear rumors or anything like that, then it's going to be something you're going to have to really take into account. But for right now, it's just in the back of my mind, I'm willing to kind of move past it.
2: And I'd say also that it, it was actually pretty worrisome for me going into the season. It was fairly worrisome for me by midseason when, you know, I don't even, I could not tell you another member of the TCU backfield and he was not dominating touches. He, you know, they had these other guys who were doing some work. I mean, he was barely getting any run. The way the season finished is when I kind of started to say, "Okay, I am willing to go on a limb and say he's figured it out. He's comfortable." Um, <laughs> Darwin Barlow, thank you, Felix. That was one of the guys who was getting some carries for uh, instead of Zach Evans. But anyway. By the end of the season, he really started to take on a role. He he showed out. He looked incredible. I mean, I don't know what his yards per rush is, but but he, I know he had 80, 90-yard runs. He went absolutely bonkers. So I was like, "Okay, he's he's in college now. He's feeling comfortable and and the trajectory is right. Is going the right way. Uh, if it had been reverse, I'd be more concerned, but it you know, it was a rocky transition. I'm willing to to take a go on a limb at this point. Uh, But yeah, it certainly was consideration. He kind of erased some of those words towards the end of the season last year for me.
0: Cool. I think maybe that's the final word. Then if anybody else, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace. No. Cool. All right. So the last two guys here, I think it's right to lump those, these two guys together and Jason McClellan and Kendall Milton, uh, because they're both in crowded backfields here. We're not even sure uh, production wise, what they're going to do here in 2021. Um, but you know, both highly rated guys, both good athletes, both flashed this past year. We have McClellan slightly higher. Jarek and Alfred are joint highest at McClellan at six overall in their rankings. So Jarek, I will toss to you first. What do you love about him that bumps you ahead of some of these other guys? Is it just the upside?
3: Yep, it is upside again. I mean, he's he's got prototypical size, really, five eleven to two twelve. I have him at Um, um, good recruit hit it it, and his, his efficiency in his it. I know it's small sample size and I hate to do this, um, but he had over 10 yards per attempt in his, his freshman year and just destroyed every time he got the ball. Um, So it's it, that efficiency being on, Alabama, where if he does anything, he'll he'll get draft capital because you know Alabama, um, and then um, just the kind of the mix of Zach Evans, somewhat woes freshman year, and Kyron Williams um, not as high as on him as as everyone else. Um, uh, that's kind of what pushes Jace McClellan above them for me.
2: Alfred,
0: you're the other guy, so.
2: Yeah, um, no, I think I wanna echo pretty much what Jarek said, and for me, it's the exact same thing of um of upside, and I th- I think it's an interesting point, and this is exactly how I'm thinking about it as well. Just like Jerick, look, the fact that he is at Alabama, we have to think about this as a stock, I think. You know, you've got Jason McClellan stock, he does Anything next year. He even leads the backfield. Maybe he doesn't go for a 1,000 yards, but he leads the backfield as a true sophomore. He holds off Wheaton. He holds off Trey Sanders. And Brian Robinson does whatever Brian Robinson might do. But he leads the backfield, scores maybe 10 touchdowns, 850 yards, averages 6.5 a carry. All of a sudden, people are projecting as a junior... He's going to go crazy, going to go to the NFL. I mean, I just think, I think that's the kind of thinking that worst case scenario, you don't like Jason McClellan. You don't believe in him for whatever reason. He just does that. You flip him and you can get probably whatever you want. So I think the fact that he's out of Alabama is meaningful, not because it changes his talent level, but it's going to change the perception of whatever he may do next year. Um, That and what Jarek said about, you know, I think he showed out. I think his high school tape for me was really, really impressive. I thought he was incredible uh, at his size, kind of showed everything you want to see in a bell cow, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think the fact that he's in line to maybe lead the Alabama backfield next year is a big deal for perception.
0: Colin, you had mentioned one time on, I think, Campus Life that he was the highest spark guy in his class coming out of high school. Is that Correct? Was that? Did you, did you say that? Someone else say that? I talk to a lot of people. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I also say a lot of things. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that was me. I don't think okay. I noticed that.
0: Oh, never mind. Then shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I, someone said that to me one time. I've never actually looked to see if that's true or not. But if if it's true, you know, if we like, you know, Felix, if you like athletes at the position, it's an athlete at the position. Where where do you have him, Felix? I didn't
5: even look to see where you have him. He's a twelve. I haven't been paying attention. Who are we talking about? Chase McClellan. <laughs> Jason Bruce McClellan. Jason McClellan. Yeah. I <laughs> I, uh, I thought I had him at 11, um, right outside the top 10.
0: You have him at 12. Felix, um, you have Kendall Milton at 11, it looks like. So you have both these guys, yeah. again, grouped right I mean, I'm like back. tweaking
5: right now, so...
2: <laughs> I also think that like, I mean, part of this is me not believing. I, I think, unfortunately, I love Trey Sanders coming out, but like, it's just, it feels like it might be too much for him to overcome and become, you know, what we thought he might be. And then I really don't think Brian Robinson's is anything special. I think Wheaton's got a year to need to refine his game. So I think once the dust settles, it's going to be McClellan this year. And that's, I just, I'm not that thrilled with the rest of the backfield Um, In addition to athleticism, I just looked up his 100 meter McClellan, 10.9 is personal best in the 100 meter, which is pretty darn good. I mean, that's like sub four, six, probably, I think. Uh, And, you know, converting to a 40 time and he's, you know, 215 pounds as a freshman. So I think he's going to be just fine. Long speeds there, you know, 4.5 something. So 40.
3: Yeah, I was just looking at his recruiting page, and I can confirm that he's the highest spark rating. on,
2: on we go. So
3: now
0: I attribute that quote to Jarek. Jarek officially is the <laughs> yes. guy that said Jace McClellan is the highest spark guy in his <laughs> class. But.
3: Highest in the power throw, too. Oh, that's... If we strong. ever... In, he's if strong. Matters. Emergency quarterback.
2: If we ever need an emergency that, quarterback. Dude, no, that's stiff arm, baby. That's just oh, stiff-arming guys down the field. Well, we were talking linemen about lineman
3: off of him.
0: We were talking about Cody Brown the other night, and that's like the, he doesn't have like the running times really listed on twenty four seven. It's like his discus and stuff. It's like this is this tells you all you need to know about him as an
3: athlete. Like they have his discus <laughs> and his shot put and stuff over his. his Alfred, what forty? Alfred, what did you guess his forty would be?
2: I mean, 10, nine is roughly like a sub four six, maybe high four fives, four five five, four five eight. You
3: got four five seven here. And I will take that
2: all day at 215 as a freshman. I mean, all right. day. That's
3: beautiful. Right.
0: Yeah, any, um, you know, I guess we should talk a little bit about Kendall Milton then since, you know, we talked, that, that was all Jace McClellan. Do we have hope that he's going to produce anytime soon at Georgia? Because they have a lot of guys there. I mean, I know, Felix, you want to talk about Samir White, and we're going to talk about him in the second part of this here this evening. But, like, even beyond that, James Cook, uh, Dewan Edwards, I mean, they apparently have made Lavasier Carroll go to safety because they just have too many running backs there. Like, I, I, the, he's not going to produce this year, right?
5: Um, no, but I don't know that I care. I mean, they're, he's going to produce comparatively, you know, it, 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 with within that, um, backfield. They, Georgia, man, between Zamir White and Kendall Milton, they just have these dudes who are just like, look like animals. Um, and and they, they have big thick thighs and big thick frames, and they're guys that you just don't want to tackle. I mean, it's like they all went to a Nick Chubb factory and they just printed 3D printed these guys out. Um Kendall Milton is a player that I'm looking like. I d like I think I have to move him up. He's not a player that you're going you're going to want to start in C2C. But after this season, you know, in twenty, I guess twenty twenty-two um he might get that backfield to or take the lead in that backfield. He can put up some ridiculous stats and he's such a I mean he's what I like at the position. Big big, big athlete and he's he's huge. both of those guys. Both of those guys and we saw I mean I'm going to talk bo- about both of them but we saw Zamir White get healthy at the end of the season, and some of the runs that he put, specifically in that bowl game against Cincinnati, it's just like this dude was putting moves on top of moves um, and showing the reason why he was the number one running back in that class. I, li- I really like both of them, and it doesn't matter to me that they're going to... I, I, I just moved him up. I'm going to have to give my rankings to Bruning because I can't update the spreadsheet myself, but <laughs> I just put... I mean, I could. It would just take me, you know, forever. I just moved uh, Kendall Milton up to seven, and I put Zamir White at nine because I'm like, if I had to draft, the, I I really like Kendall Milton. I he does, you know, he does some of the things. I don't know if he can catch the ball yet, but um, I, I think he's going to be a powerful, a powerful runner. And quite frankly, I don't know that the guys behind him are dynamic in enough enough in the passing game to. Um, have them ranked ahead of him. So um, I just think that there are a lot of things to like about both of those two, both of those, those two backs. And quite frankly, I don't know where you guys are are at on James cook. Um, I wish I could see your, your, I mean, I could just go look, but I like James cook too.
4: You like him a lot more than the rest of us. A A lot more. What do I have a lot more when i say a lot? Yeah. I thought
5: (laughs) You thought thought you have him
0: at 49 Felix.
5: Okay, the what rest, do you guys have?
0: 67, 109, 117, 118.
5: 109? Who is that? Who is that? I'm bet you I'm the lowest
0: Did, at did he know that did he know that 109 was bruning
5: when he said
4: that? Yeah, 109? <laughs> I'm not oh even the
5: one God. what
4: are you coming at me for? Somebody <laughs> I mean, has 117.
2: That's the first 100 that I heard. Yeah. I, I think it. Cook is Cook's like a nice back. I just we're talking about going to the NFL we just talked about how there's a billion running backs on Georgia i mean i don't what do you expect at the next level i mean i don't know it like like is he like a little bit better than Theo Riddick at best i mean i don't know i was going to
5: say he's a james he's going to be on the
2: james white spectrum and that's fine he's going to yeah, be on james the white is the james unicorn, unicorn of that spectrum exactly. yeah like exactly. yes I mean, if you're even 75 percent of James White, you're basically useless for fantasy. You know, you have to be 100 percent of James White to be kind of useful. So I don't know, but I, he's a nice talent. I thought I thought James Cook looked pretty good when he gets touches. I still like Kenny McIntosh. Why do these people keep going to Georgia? Go because play
4: somewhere. Geez, they're RBU. That's why they're RBU. As Felix mentioned, I, I have Milton the highest because I just think he has a high. I think he has just the highest ceiling as some of the guys in that class that we're and we're overlooking him because he's at Georgia and he's behind Samir White. I mean, I was just looking at their their carries last year. And I mean, you guys are talking about James Cook. I mean, Kendall Milton got injured at the end of last year and he only had 10 less carries than Cook. And, and the year before that, they split the carries fairly well. The, the top running back only had, I think, it was 50 more carries than the second one. I think Kendall Milton's going to produce this year. I think he's going to get carries. He's going to get catches. Now, he's not going to outproduce Zemir White, because I expect him to be the lead running back. But I do agree with Felix that come 2022, it's going to be his show. And I think he's going to remind you why he was talked about with Jameer Gibbs and Tank Bigsby, because he is that good. He is a very good all-around running back, in my opinion. I I wrote the art his freshman profile on him for Dynasty Nerds when I used to write for them, and and I fell in love with this kid. He is really a very good running back, and I, I expect him to remind everybody of that next year. So that's why I have him that high because I also think you can steal him in drafts right now because he's going so much more behind all these other guys.
5: If JT Daniels puts it all together, I don't see how they're not in the playoff. I mean that that team overall is just so. Damn, you're talking about the fourth wide receiver being Aene- Aeneas Smith. And, uh, is, it, is that his name? Aeneas Arian. Smith. Arian. Arian. Arian Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arian Smith. Yeah. yeah, who can could, who could just fly. I mean, he's the, your, your number four. He might um, not even be the number four,
0: to be honest. He might be lower than that. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, st- I it's mean, like, yeah, I mean, that that's
5: like even they, more nuts. <laughs> that's it's just crazy. I mean, that team is just stacked, and they were supposed to get Eric Gilbert and they didn't. But that team is just stacked, and if they get the if they get the quarterback position right, you know, e- either J T Daniels or Brock, Brock Vandegrift, then it, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a fun season for for Georgia. They're fun for fantasy, fun to watch all of that stuff cuz they they're so versatile between Burton and Pickens and Washington and all the running backs that they have it's just going to be can can the can the quarterback facilitate play point guard and keep everybody involved
4: i can't wait to see Kendall Milton's stock get tanked by Brock Vandergriff in 2022
5: <laughs> adam lewis yeah adam lewis uh you got my, fe- my 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 feathers ruffled a little bit Talking about Brock Brock Vandegrift the other day.
0: Uh, he he's a guy that if that you know if he says something it it makes me think. So and he was talking about that. I don't have Vandegrift that high for what it's worth. I think he's. Like I know you name, never did. But um, Wait, and, you know, he say,
4: did he say Vandegrift sucks? More or less, he said,
0: he said Vandegrift. more nicer, but yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I love he said it.
0: Vandegrift love is it. not
4: very it. good. Yes, Felix.
5: Said, losing so another so so argument. Said, he said Adam Lewis is the source. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap this up here. Um, this is our top 10. We're going to take, you know, a five-minute break here, uh, beer up or whatever everybody's got to do, and then come back on uh, just for the guys at the website. And we're going to go through just some other guys, you know, we have after the top 10. These things are fluid. We'll talk about a lot of these guys as the offseason goes on. Um, but so stay tuned for that. Thanks again just for tuning in, guys. Um, f- reminder, rate and review the show. Rate and review all the shows, you know, just be on the Campus to Canton podcast here. If you're not listening to the Debbie Debate, or why wait till Sunday? Um, go check both of those out as well. Um, both uh, on the, the the family of podcasts here at Campus to Canton, um, you know, with some of the guys we have on here tonight. So if, you know, you love the sound of our voices here tonight, then you're going to love those as well. Um, and for our show, I can't speak for any other ones, but we're giving away that Travis Etienne jersey right now. Um, so rate and review that within the next couple of weeks here, we are going to give those away. Um, I think that's going to do it here for this. Um, I, you know, it, tune in. You know, we'll be back uh, later this week with the Canton Bound. Um, until then, I'm Austin. He's Colin. He's Matt. He's Felix. He's Alfred. He's Jerick. And have a good week, guys.